Ethics and marketing, two things that I'm seeing drift further and further apart right now, and I want to address that today. I want to talk about the difference between unethical and ethical marketing and how to ensure you stay on the right side both for yourself and for your clients. What's up guys, Jordan here. So before we get into this video, make sure you have your notification bell turned on. I realize that like 75% of the people that watch my videos don't have the notification bells on. So make sure you do that and smash the like button for me. It's great for the algorithm. So this is a really pressing issue right now, ethical marketing. And a lot of people are failing to recognize what makes something ethical and unethical? And that's what I want to address in this video. And I've got a couple of examples I want to show you guys to give you some context. And the first one is actually me. And when I told the team I was making a video on unethical marketing, they said to me, Jordan, why don't you show them one of your first ads? And in fact, this is my first ever ad. And uh, they want me to show you this because it's a prime example of unethical marketing. And I was really hesitant to, to show this because it's something that has been laid to bed. Nobody can find it anymore. It was up for three days. And it's something that just cringes me out beyond anything else. And quite frankly, a video which I'm ashamed of that I created just before we actually show you this, it's a advert that I made on my YouTube channel when I said to somebody in this same space that I wanted to grow and they gave me advice on how I should grow my channel and the thing was always, you need to sell the lifestyle. You need to sell the dream. Ty Lopez has his Lamborghini. That was the ad everybody was modeling themselves from. This whole industry back then, even now with so many people, it was known that to get followers, to get attention, you have to show the flashy things. And so I took that very, very literally. And I felt the pressures of the industry and I thought that's the only way you can grow because that's what everybody else does. And so I made the following advert and I'm only gonna show you the intro. First things first, if you wanna earn money like this, then click the link below, subscribe to my channel and I'm gonna teach you how. Really? <laughs> like, what was I thinking when I recorded that ad? Just disclaimer, that stayed live for three days before I realized that that wasn't me. I was trying to be somebody else based on what I thought people wanted me to be or what I thought people would react well to. And I realized that literally three days in and I got rid of the advert and I thought, that doesn't feel right. But I felt the pressure of the marketing industry. I felt like that's who I needed to become for people to want to follow me. And by the way, guys, if there's any of you watching this right now that ever saw that ad, I would love to know. So drop me down a comment because if you did and you're still watching my content, you're an OG because, because how you've continued watching me after watching that initial advert, I do not know. So thank you so much if, if that is you. But that advert is just a prime example of everything wrong, which is unethical marketing. I'm waving money in a car, trying to get people to subscribe to my channel so they can learn how to make that money. It's just wrong on every single account, and that's why it didn't feel right, and that's why I got rid of it. But the problem is, is I recognize that the, the solution, the, the, the good thing is I recognize that, okay? That was gone, and I, I didn't create anything else like that again. 
But the problem is, is that so many marketers in my industry right now follow them exact same principles in their ads. They show rented cars, they show rented Airbnbs, they show fake lifestyles because they sell on fake lifestyle to get people to buy their product, to get people to subscribe to their channel, to get people to take the action that they want to take. And that is not okay, that is screwed up on so many levels. It's just ethically fucked. And it should not be done in any marketing instance, but so many people do it and that's not all right. But I just wanted to show you that ad to give you some kind of context. And oh, it just makes me, it makes me cringe so much. Like, I don't know how you guys are gonna react to it. So I really hope that you can see the humorous side and the fact that that was almost three years ago now and it just really was not me. It goes fundamentally against so much what my brand is about and who I am. And, the fact that I literally just over deliver on value and that is what I'm all about, being genuine and authentic and that advert speaks absolutely none of that. <laughs> what was I thinking? Um, but guys, unethical marketing comes in, in many more forms than just waving money about and showing materialistic things, okay? It, it could be lies, it could be slander to competitors in a very distasteful way. It can be stereotyping, it could be racial profiling, it could be making people feel insecure, making people feel like they need the products because they doubt themselves, that's not okay. So there are many different types of unethical marketing and all of these things can damage a company's brand, and like really, really damage, and in some cases it can completely destroy their company. And so it's our responsibility as a marketer to follow ethical principles on behalf of our clients. Even when maybe they want to do something unethical, it's our moral responsibility to tell them, no, that's not the way we should do this. We should do this this way instead. I've got some other examples I want to show you guys. In fact, I've got some on my mobile phone. I'm obviously sat on the sofa, so I'm not on my computer right now. But I've got some and I'm gonna throw them up. And so I want to show you these and just talk through uh, the reasons why these adverts are unethical, and hopefully this will give you some, 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 or spell on some thoughts about clients that you have, and maybe things that they want to do, or maybe things they could do that you certainly should avoid. So I've got this first one I'm gonna throw up. In fact, let's move over. Where should I move? Uh, let's put it up here. Okay. So um, this first ad is from Olay. Okay. This this advert was in 2009, and it's showing. Um, it, it's showing Twiggy. Twiggy, I don't know if uh, she's she's still in the limelight, but Twiggy used to be a, like a big celebrity. And um, so this is for anti-wrinkle cream. But the problem is with this 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 advert is that Twiggy, who is like mid sixties in this photo, is heavily airbrushed. So Olay are advertising anti-wrinkle cream with a heavily airbrushed image of an older or more mature aged woman. Like, that's not okay. Your cream didn't do that. Photoshop did that. It's unethical and it's not right. And in fact, this is another example of an advert. This is Dove, okay? This is a Dove advert for a dry skin. And this is completely unadulterated. This is the way that it should be done, okay? This is showing somebody with dry skin, unadulterated, unedited, and it's giving you a realistic expectation of what kind of person should be using this product. It's not hiding this fact, okay? It's not showing someone with lovely, moist skin, okay? Like, because that's not the way you can ethically advertise this product, okay? You have to be realistic about the expectations. Other examples for this. 
and be gyms, okay? It's personal trainers. This is like a really common example. You see many, I don't have to show examples because there's too many to show. You see so many personal trainers posting pictures of huge steroid-fueled gym junkies. And it's like, yeah, this is their six-week transformation. It's like, bro, this guy is just absolutely juiced out of his bean. Like, how can you ethically show that kind of before and after photo? And so the way to execute it is by showing real natural results. You can't advertise natural training with a picture of somebody who is unnatural. Or how many times have you seen pictures of like a really obese lady, for, for example, and uh, in like eight weeks, she's like really tiny and really toned and the face isn't in now on an advert. And it's like, well, why haven't you shown the face? Why can't I see that person? And it's because it's just completely adulterated results. They're not real, they're fake. And you're giving people false expectations and false hopes and you're selling dreams. That's what this, this example really comes down to with the skincare, with the, the fitness. You're selling dreams and it's not okay to sell dreams. You've got to show realistic expectations. And in fact, if you show realistic expectations, you're much more likely to get the sale. It's just like if I'm in a meeting, I know that I've got clients who I've had 100 times return on ad spend for. In fact, one of our clients right now, it's an um, outdoor furniture company, we're getting 100 times return on ad spend for them, which is incredible. Do I then cold call every company and tell them we're getting 100 times return on investment? No, because it's not a realistic average. It's not the results that I'm gonna get for absolutely everybody. I bring it right down and say, hey, what about if we can 6x your, your return on investment, we can six times, even though I know that we're capable of doing so much more. I want it to be realistic to them, so therefore they're gonna be more likely to trust me and actually buy from me. So it's much more beneficial to you and to your clients to almost dumb down results a little bit, to make it more achievable and realistic, and that therefore makes you a lot more ethical in your marketing efforts. Another example I've got here, I think I've got a beer one. So yeah, this one, let's throw this up. Brewdog, okay? So this is a Brewdog advert that they run and it says, what's up, bud, okay? And this is just unnecessary beating down of competitors. And to the way that it just reflects poorly on Brewdog, it leaves a sour taste in the mind. So. They've got this rating online and they've put zero slash 100, so zero out of 100 to Budweiser and 97 out of 100 to Brewdog, right? Some rating on some website. They probably created this website to get this rating. Like, how can you beat down one of the biggest beer companies in the world like that so distastefully? It's just, it just doesn't leave a good taste in the mouth and it doesn't reflect well on them. It's like they've got a chip on their shoulder and they've got something that they need to prove. In fact, I actually mocked up an example of what this advert should have been. So I'll throw up another example. This is what the advert should have been like. This could have easily been executed in a really ethical way, which would have left a very positive taste in the mouth of their customers, would have made people want to buy and would have got the message across just as well. The best rated beer of summer 2018. They don't have to compare them to all the competitors. They can show their same rating. They don't have to beat down Budweiser and they don't have to start a war within their industry, which quite frankly, they're probably going to lose. And so that's a much better way that they could have executed that advert. I've got a final example on here, but this is an old advert granted, but the unethical aspect of it is still very much alive. And I'm gonna touch on that in a moment. So this is an advert for the flip in style hairdryer. It says, even if you can't use it, it's fun to have. And it's showing a lady with maybe alopecia or cancer. How distasteful and 
unethical. And what was the marketing department thinking when they created this advert? Like someone or a whole department better have got the sack when they made that advert. But a principle still stays strong. The making people feel insecure and discriminating on people because of something that they have or don't have is just not okay in marketing. So if you're working with a cosmetic clinic and you're selling lip fillers, you can't make people feel insecure about the fact they have small lips, okay? There are ways that you can talk about it. Do you want to improve your appearance? Do you want to improve, do you want more voluptuous lips? But you can't say small lips aren't attractive. Are you tired of small lips? You can't dig into that. There are ways around it. It's like the hair transplant clinic. When we worked for the hair transplant clinic, we had to be very careful about the way that we advertised that. We couldn't just show pictures of people's hairline. We had to show pictures of people's overall aesthetic, their, their, their whole face from like the shoulders up. And we couldn't say to people, men, your wife doesn't want you to bald. Like, balding isn't good. Balding is a sign of aging. We can't do that. We can't make someone feel insecure about the fact that they're balding but we can of course offer them a solution but we can't make the problem for them if they weren't insecure about their hairline in the first place we can't make that issue we can say that FUE treatment so FUE is the name of the hair transplant treatment FUE treatment is a scarless solution for hair loss that lasts a lifetime. We offer a solution without digging into the problem. We run that out to demographics who we think would be image conscious. Maybe the people who were, actually I used to run ads to people who were into um, reality TV because I knew those younger audiences are going to be generally image conscious people. I can't then call out to them and say, hey, do you want to look like Joey Essex? No, I don't look like Joey Essex. It's not ethical. But I can offer a solution to people who potentially may want that, who fall into the demographic that would be likely to want that product or service. You just can't make people feel insecure and you definitely cannot discriminate on people. Now, Facebook and Instagram and many other advertising platforms already have rules in place to stop people being potentially unethical, okay? So for example, you're not allowed before and after photos on Facebook ads or Instagram ads. You can't have them for cosmetics, for gyms, for anything whatsoever because they recognize that historically people break the rules. They, they are unethical. They adulterate them. They show fake results. And so they take away the kid, the, the toys for all of the kids. If one of you can't play nice, none of you can play, right? And so they just realize that people can't be trusted to actually market ethically. And so you can't use before and after anymore. Although a workaround, you can use them on landing pages because the algorithm generally doesn't pick that up. Is it still against the rules? Technically, can you get away with it? Absolutely, yes. But if you're doing it, for God's sake, just make sure they are real, genuine results. Have some kind of testimonial next to it. It's gonna make it look a lot better and show people's faces if it's like Jim, okay? It's just the obvious. Show that it's the same person that you're actually showing the transformation from. Now, the other thing you're not allowed to do on Facebook or Instagram is make people people feel insecure like I mentioned you can't do that on your adverts but again the algorithm doesn't always pick that up so it's your moral obligation to make sure that you are being careful with your terminology and the way that you're advertising sometimes you've got to weigh up ethics versus money whilst making people feel insecure would definitely sell more it's not okay on a human level to be doing that to people so guys, one final other example that I want to highlight is um, going back to the online education industry uh, and uh, things like free plus shipping because one interesting comment that I got once I did my, my recent video on the problem of online education, someone said, well, Jordan, you've got a problem with online education. I mentioned the whole webinar versus um, like good webinar versus bad webinar thing. If you haven't watched that, go check out that video, by the way. But someone commented on that video saying, Jordan, 
What about the fact you've got a free plush shipping funnel? Now this comment for the first time in a long time made me think about whether or not there's an element of unethicalness to the free plush shipping model. And to give you guys some context, so 50minuteagency.com, go over to that. I offer people a free copy of the, my book, The 50 Minute Agency, and they just pay shipping and handling. We make it very clear on every single piece of advertisement that you have to pay for shipping and handling. This guy's argument was, well, you're saying it's free, but it's not free. My argument is, well, I'm saying the book is free, but you pay for shipping and handling. As long as I make that very transparent in everything that I do, there's nothing unethical about it. And in fact, scroll to the bottom of that page, we actually have a transparency policy. I haven't seen any other free plus shipping uh, funnel have that. And it's, we do that on everything that we do because we want to be transparent about how everything works behind scenes. Our brand is authentic and transparent throughout everything that we do. And so just to break this down, how many costs there actually are, we do not make money on that book if somebody just buys that book. If they buy it from Amazon, we do. If they buy it from the website and they just pay shipping and handling, we do not make money. Shipping and handling is around $9. Breaking this all down for you, right? We have to print the books, first of all, right? But we do not get to print them on demand. We have to buy them in like a bulk of like 1,000 and then we have to store them somewhere. We don't store them in my house, obviously. We have to store them with a fulfillment company. They charge us rent every single month to store those items based on the size and based on the kilos. They then charge us for the handling of the products. They charge us for the packaging, so the actual bubble wrap sleeves that they go in. They charge us for the actual shipping, right? And they charge us for the labeling as well. Anything they can charge us, right? Even though some of these things are like 20p, some of them are pound, some are like pound fifty. These things all add up over time. And we have a support team member who answers the support inbox for the 15 minute agency dedicated for that. We get about 30 emails every day just about that book, which they are answering on a daily basis who we have to pay on a monthly basis. We do not make money from that book if somebody just gets the book from that website. I tell you that for now. I think we almost break even on a local domestic order, which is $9. If it's international, we up the shipping and handling to $14. And that means we actually lose money on some countries that we send out to. There's some countries where, because we have to send it by airmail, they just charge us like something like eight pounds or something stupid, or some of them are even over 10 pounds just for the shipping. It's just, we don't, don't make any money on that. But for you savvy marketers out there, of course, over the lifespan of the funnel, we do make money. That's why it's there. Full transparency. It's marketing. We have upsells on that funnel. So we can upsell certain people onto the ebook package, for example. They get the audiobook and the ebook, and they get some exclusive training videos from live events we've done. Maybe there's another upsell which is going through some resources. And over the lifespan, over the, 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 the averages of the thousand people buying that book, we will make profit from that funnel. That's why it is built. It's a marketing strategy, but there's nothing unethical about that if you are being transparent. Nothing at all, because you are telling people what to expect before they do it. If you lie and deceit, that's unethical. And that's where a lot of people do go wrong with those kind of funnels. Same with webinars. I mentioned this in my previous video. Make sure you go check that out, by the way. If you're saying a webinar is live and it's not live, that's unethical. But there's nothing unethical whatsoever about hosting a webinar and saying, hey, this is pre-recorded by the way, and by the way, I might offer you a chance to work with me at the end of this, so I'm gonna pitch you my service, but I'm gonna deliver on the value that I'm telling you I'm gonna deliver on. There's nothing unethical about that because you're delivering on the promise that you said you would and you're being transparent throughout. Guys, I hope this has been a good video for you and given you like some different style content. If you enjoyed this, please do drop me down a comment below and let me know. I'd be really interested if you have any other examples of unethical marketing 
Um, is this something where you really need to be mindful of? You really need to be mindful of the fact that some people out there will just try and make money at all costs and your clients will try and do that sometimes as well. I've come across clients that just want to do some really, really unethical things. I mean, we had some clients who, who worked for one of their competitors once and they managed to steal their customer list of customers and they wanted to upload it in their ad account. So their competitors uh, customer list in their ad account and run ads to that customer list. They stole it from them. I was like, I am not getting involved in that. That is data fraud. And as a marketer, it is our job to sometimes turn away clients and not think about the money and think about what is morally right to do. So guys, I hope you have enjoyed this. If you have, again, drop me down a comment, smash the like button for me and make sure your notification bell is turned on and I'll see you all again very, very soon. Cheers.